Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and I'm excited to be here and have on one of my really favorite people, and that's Paula Marshall, who is the CEO of Bama Companies, which is an international innovator of bakery products. She's the author of five books, and their company makes a lot of the fast food desserts as well as apple pies for big chains like McDonald's and Walmart and have been doing this for many, many years. And Paula has written her book, which I think really speaks to her philosophy, called Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business. Welcome, Paula. Thank you very much. I look forward to being here today. Good, good. You know, uh, without getting into a lot of, um, since this show is is supposed to be very positive, we're having a lot of issues right now in our country with with civil discourse, meaning that it's not civil. <laughs> and And I think it's hurting a lot of us. We're seeing a lot of it in terms of violence. We're seeing a lot of people being bullied. We're seeing it played out in companies and personal life. And I wanted to talk with you because one of your, I think one of your major tenants, Paula, and one of your major values is in respecting your employees. You don't even call them employees. You call them team members. And that's been a right. real, I think, a lifeblood of your success in your company. I mean, you've been with McDonald's for over 30 years. I mean, that has to say something about the quality not just of the product, but of the people who are working for you. So I'd like you to talk about how important it is to really treat people with respect and what you do at Bama. Yeah, you know, one of the things I talk about with my team members and also when I go outside to talk is in, in the in the realm of civility and respect and and even love. We we, we talk about love here at my company and being a family and Sometimes families do disagree on things, but there's an underlying bond. People call it blood thicker than water or whatever you want to say. And those bonds exist not only with the company, but within smaller groups within the company, within management teams, within teams of people that work together every day. And so we form these bonds uh, with, with other people. And for whatever reason that's going on, and I haven't quite put my finger on it, a lot of the bonds have turned very negative and they've and the and the teams have have picked on or bullied one person out of the out of the group or someone mm-hmm. is viewed with um, you know suspicion out of the group or someone's not trusted and those things have always been there all throughout humankind all throughout you know the DNA of a human being but mm-hmm. for whatever reason today people feel a need to take matters into their own hands and either take out a violent act or or there's the other side of it, which is to check out completely and, um, you know, get on some drugs or, you know, take an opioid. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I happen to believe that a lot of these things that are going on are due to untreated and undiagnosed interpersonal problems yeah, that we no all problems. have that we're you not know, yep. dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Mental and mental illness. You know, I mean, if you look yeah. at a lot of people who've been incarcerated, it's really because of mental illness and they weren't treated. 
untreated mental illness is exactly what I think is going on. And a lack of, at the, at the basic level, Patricia, our kids not learning civility not learning how to treat each other, not learning how not to fight, not learning how to, you know, the way the schools handle problems is they expel your child. Okay, well, what happens to that child when they get expelled from a school? There's no one there at the house to teach them. They get involved with other kids that are doing really bad things. They get involved in thinking that they should sell drugs or steal from people or, you know, uh, get involved in some kind of, uh, you know, situation that if you look underneath it, there's a structure that's missing. There's a bond. There's a, a parental teaching that most of us, when we grew up, if we did some of the things that mm-hmm. I hear from my friends who are teachers that go on in schools today, that the teachers get punished for instead of the kids. Yes, I know. It's appalling. Yeah. It's appalling. Yeah. 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 I've heard that too. I've heard that from teachers. You know, Speaking of that, when we talk about undiagnosed mental illness, I know one of the things that you have done at Bama is you have brought on women who've been incarcerated and are now out. And you've talked on this on my show before, on my other program, where you said that, you know, so many of these people who have worked for you have done very, very well and are still working there. I'd like you to talk about that, how you decided to bring them in, sort of where they are now, where they were before. I think that would be great for the audience to know. One of my one of my really good friends in Tulsa is a gentleman by the name of George Kaiser. You can look him up. He just built a huge park in Tulsa, one of the top ten in the world now, called The Gathering Place. Um, but he's been working in these areas with incarcerated women, with uh, families, destructured families, putting in education systems, training parents how to take care of kids from a very early age. He's, he's early childhood education. I mean, he's been champion for all of these types of causes because he projected someday we would have these problems because these mm. kids are going to grow up into adults mm-hmm. and they're going to have all these untreated issues that are going to just be playing out in society. And that's really what's happening. And so if you think of it, he's, he's worked in helping get a lot of these women out of prison. And then he's also helping them learn how to dress. He, we're retraining them. We're teaching them basic computer skills. We're che- teaching them, you know, in many cases, how to read, how to write, because Many mm-hmm. of them were abused, and they ran away from home when maybe they were 12 mm-hmm. or 13. They got on the streets. They didn't complete yep. their education. They got on drugs. So, therefore, there's this broken cycle of learning. So, you have to go back and rehabilitate yep. at that level. But then yeah, they need Paul, a job. And right, there's let a me ask, lot of places. Let me ask you this. Yes? So, how, when, you, when you accept someone, when you hire someone who's been incarcerated, how do you know, I mean, how do you, how do you trust that that person won't go back in again? Is it a gut feeling? Is it that they've had excellent behavior while they were in prison? What is it that, that moves you to say, yes, I'm going to bring this person on? Well, because of our work with the program that George founded about the women, turning the women around that have been incarcerated, because right. Oklahoma has the number one incarceration rate for women. That's by far that. of any wow. other state. So wow. we have a major issue here. So George has a process for vetting a lot of these women through to get just to get to his program of the retraining hmm. that I was telling you about. So he, he's 
vetting a lot of them. So when I go with his program, I'm able to hire people who have already been vetted, who've already been through some rehabilitation training, and who have a strong desire to to grow and to seek, uh, you know, a better life. So when I get them, they're 90%, um, you know, already have a great percentage of predictability of success. So when, when we hire them, these women will go out of their way to make sure they're at the job every day. They take it seriously. They want to learn. They're they're different than someone who's had everything handed to them for the whole of their life. They're different because they haven't had. Mm -hmm. This is a very special thing to them to just be able to have a job with Mm -hmm. benefits and with a weekly paycheck and with a company that puts some care behind um, mm-hmm. what they what needs they have. So we're providing wow. some legal support. We're providing some car care. We're providing some transportation. You know, there's a lot of boulders that we're kind of taking out of the way wow. because we want these women to be successful. Um, that wonderful. They, these women are amazing, and they work super hard, and they're mm. super grateful for what they have. Isn't that great? Have any of them advanced or gotten promoted, Paula? Yes, I have 10 of them right now that are supervisors, uh, wow. line managers. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have promoted, um, you know, out of the 25 that work here now, I probably have promoted over half of them. Isn't that wonderful? You, and you know, it's funny because you say that with so much pride. I mean, I, and I think it's so wonderful what you're doing because you've, like you said, you're giving them an opportunity, but your company's also doing things that other companies may not do when you say transportation or car care. I mean, not every company's going to give that to an employee. No, that's true. I mean, that's the, that's the other part of the problem is you can put on the application to click here if you have a felony and then you can reject that application. And that's what right. a lot of people do because they don't want to deal with the problems. But right. in my case, we have entry-level work that these people can do, and we need them to come and do it so that they can learn some skills so they can advance. And a lot of companies, even with entry-level work, don't want to, they don't want to have the problem. But what I've been doing along with George and along with the, the organization uh, of these women is to go around to speak to other businesses. We've been hosting some luncheons. We've been talking to hospitals. We've been talking to places that have a a huge need for people like cafeteria workers or schools, you know, with Mm -hmm. cafeteria workers or or big companies, uh, hotels and motels that have cleaning services and things like that that are entry level. And they're mm-hmm. starting to hire these ladies. They're starting to hire Wonderful. them. So we've created Wonderful. a pool of other companies yep. now that are interested in hiring these, these women because they all need jobs. And I can't mm. hire all of them, unfortunately. I would love Wonderful. to, but I can't. Well, uh, it's, it just speaks to, it speaks to who you are and your corporate culture. It really does. And, you know, the other thing about this that I want to say, then we're going to go to break, is that these entry-level jobs, you know, whether they're in the kitchen or whether they're cleaning, people, do, those are really important jobs. I mean, if you have a, a dirty place or you, you haven't handled food well, you know, that's affecting people. People don't realize how yeah. people, the boots on the ground are really, you know, that's your first contact yeah. sometimes. Well, uh, you know, think about when you say entry level, 
But what that means is they're probably in the restaurant. They're handling your food. They're washing your dishes. They're, you know, right. they're doing things that if they don't do their jobs right, if they're not washing the produce, if they don't chop it right, if they don't clean the knives properly, I mean, right. people will get sick. Right. You know, right. in yeah. the end of the day, you could have a company like uh, what happened at, at some of these big food companies that have, have had outbreaks of salmonella or yes. other types of bacteria and they've gotten sick. So, you know, you have to you have to look at what happens at these at these places that millions of people go and eat every day. Or millions uh-huh. of places stay in the Hilton or millions of people stay in the Marriott. And everyone needs to have their room cleaned every day and exactly. sanitized. So mm-hmm. if they right. don't have the right thinking and they don't have the right uh, heart for what they're doing, um, people are going to get sick. Yeah. So that's why these jobs, and as you said, I mean, these women who've been incarcerated, who appreciate it and who've been vetted, will give it their all because they know how important that is. And so they do. I've got, I've got stories that you would just not believe of these women of what they'll do to get to work, what they'll do to ride their bikes, to put their bikes okay. on the buses, to wow. four in the morning, to wow. five in the afternoon, to midnight, to... I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, you just want to sit down and cry, you know, for how yeah. hard it is for them to do that every yeah. single day, but yeah. they do it. But they do it. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking with the really wonderful Paula A. Marshall, CEO of Bama Companies, an international innovator of bakery products. They make the fast food desserts and pies and now biscuits for McDonald's and Walmart, and they have plants in China and in Poland and in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I just think that the title of Paula's book is who she is. She's written five books, but this book, The Soul of Big Business, S-O-U-L. That's what her business has, S-O-U-L. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My Favorite Coffee Story is here with host Aniko Samoji. 
We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and you are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show, and I have Paula A. Marshall, who's become a good friend. She's been on the program with me for about seven or eight years now. She's the CEO of Bama Companies, which is an international innovator of bakery products. They make all the apple pies and fast food desserts for Walmart and for McDonald's, who they've been with for years. She's the author of five books, including Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business, and The Executive Entrepreneur. Welcome back, Paula. So, yeah, let's, um, we were talking about this during the break. Let's talk about this whole thing about attitude. Now, we talked about women who've been incarcerated and how you've promoted several of them who work for you because their attitude is so strong and they're grateful and they've gotten a second chance. But let's talk about people in general who sometimes work for a company and just feel they're entitled or it's coming to them. Or nobody can do it better. Nobody can be smarter because they've got it all. Talk about that for a minute, because I'm sure you've met those people too. Well, one of my, you know, one of my books was about finding the soul of big business, and it's because, um, unfortunately, what you see a lot in companies is a lot of people working to their own agendas and their own purposes and trying to be the kings and queens of little fiefdoms, and that causes so much strife in an organization, and it destroys people. Um, ultimately, yeah. yes, the strongest will survive. I mean, we, uh, we do see that in corporate America, that the people sometimes who rise to the top are the strongest, but it doesn't necessarily make them the best leaders or the most collaborative leaders. They become more autocratic. They don't share. They become fearful because they think someone's always gunning for them. And so (laughs) what it does is it makes them create these very autocratic, very fearful organizations where no one will talk or share or say what's really happening because they don't want to rock the boat and they don't Mm -hmm. want to make anybody mad and they don't want to get fired. So Mm -hmm. you've got Organizations throughout this world, really, where fear is rampant, where things are going on, things are happening that would affect consumers or affect shareholders or affect quality or affect a brand, and no one's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because what really happens is 
everyone knows, but everyone's too afraid to say. So mm-hmm. we all know the story of Enron. We all know what happened there. Mm-hmm. We all know about, you know, the, the accounting issues and off-balance sheet, and the millions they were paying all these people and trying to yeah. hide it from the shareholders and all yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Those are yeah. all examples of egos. Yeah. And egos run rampant in a company that these people right. think it, that it's their company and their stuff, and so they just take it. And and they don't speak up. And it brings to mind, Fareed Zakhar is on CNN, and I love his work. And he had on some government officials yesterday, but he closed with this. I don't have it exactly, but it was something like, um, you know, they, they came for, I don't know, they came for the military, and I didn't speak up because I'm not a military. They came for the Jews, but I didn't speak up because I'm not a Jew. They came for, and then they, he lists like 10 things they came for, and the person never spoke up because it wasn't them. And then he closes with, and they came for me, and I didn't have anyone else to talk to. Meaning that, you know, you don't speak up because it's not you, and then one day it is you. And one day it is you. That's right. I mean, I, I have facilities in Poland, and I can tell you that everyone over there today still asks themselves the question, how did it happen? Oh. How did Nazi Germany happen? How did Hitler happen? Yeah. You know, how was he killing 10,000 people, 15,000, 20,000 people yeah. every single day? Yeah. It just, well, it's mind-boggling, Patricia, what they did and how they did it. And then eventually, like you said, it was you because they ran out of people that they thought they knew their backgrounds, and so they ran out of the people that they thought were the, the you know, the actual yeah. lines of yeah. descendancy. Yeah. Then they started, you know, deciding that Catholics needed to be, you know, killed, and, mm-hmm. and other Protestants, and they just made up reasons to go get people and take them to the death camp. So eventually... They had to feed the machine that they had created, and so their right. egos were bigger than exactly. bigger than life. And, and, there and was we no don't, one that would right. challenge them, right, right, uh, until the end. And I mean, you know, we we have that. It's certainly not, thank God, and not in killing, but still, you're killing people's spirits when this happens. And you see yeah. this. I mean, how many yeah. workers are really happy? If we, what's the percentage of people who work in this country who really love their jobs? I don't think it's that high. Well, the, the Gallup poll is in, indicative. They've been doing this engagement survey for 20 years, yeah. and it's the highest level of disengagement that's ever been recorded was last year, wow. and it was 77%. Really? Of people not happy? Seven disengaged wow. in their jobs. Wow. Disengaged wow. in their jobs. Wow. What does that say for the quality of what we're producing? Think about it. It's terrible, Patricia. It's terrible. That means you've got people going to work every day that hate what they're doing, can't stand to be there. And that means they are seeing all kinds of things happen and not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the paycheck. It's the paycheck, Paula. It's the fear of not being able to feed your family or take care of an illness. If you have something, it's the health insurance and it's, yeah. It's better than nothing, you know, and so they just sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. and they don't aim higher, right? That's no. the other part. And eventually, they don't aim that, eventually that will cause sickness and mental issues. Yes. Therefore, yes. you got to go if you don't treat it because... You know, I, I can't hear you. 
I, I miss I missed right. a couple of sentences. Go well, ahead. Well, if you can't if you can't treat your mental illness, then eventually you will get on an opioid of some kind. Yeah. You know, and a painkiller, you know, some kind of pill to help you get through your day. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, so let's talk about, and, and I want to talk about this after the break when we come back, but let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you have in your company that you feel really are motivating to employees. Like I know you have a recreation center. Talk about some of those things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, our mission is people helping people be successful with caring and accountability. So we look at the whole person. So we just, we, if, if I'm going to be invested in your success, I've got to understand all aspects of you. So your personal success, your financial success, your health, your relations with others, your um, family strife, you know, all of these kinds of things, your ability to, to um, drive to work or to have uh, transportation somewhere is important to me. So we have a, a very uh, in-depth survey that we do every year with our team members, and we come up with the top five or seven or eight things that, that they need help with. Okay. And then we add those services or we take away other services and put more services in or different services into our family caring center, which is a one-stop, one phone number. It's posted everywhere all throughout all my facilities. And they can make one phone call and make an appointment for a therapist, for a lawyer, for uh, counseling, financial counseling. And we will put people in the building at the time that they can come and we will uh, help them with Bama, uh, the Bama vans. We'll tra- help them get transport over to the caring center, and we will see them, and we will help them. Mm-hmm. And so, and what are their, what are the needs. top five that they mention? What are the ones that they really love that they mentioned? That the are top, top one is them? is the legal, the legal, the mm-hmm. nutrition counseling is very yep. popular. All of our nutritional counseling that we're doing with them right now, the car care has become a big deal. Uh, support with uh, elder parents and kids, mm. um, wow. and that type, those types of things, and then and the counseling is always the, one of the top five things. Is you know I've got a situation, I've got a domestic violence issue, or I've got a problem with my child, or I've got a problem with my kids. My ex, you know, is doing this, and so um, there's a need for counseling with with a lot of my team members. So. There's a whole array of, of things that they absolutely love. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy They're to wonderful. say that, you know, uh, legal and nutrition is, those are the top two. So, Are you seeing a difference, Paula, like, else. for example, with nutrition? <laughs> like nutrition, are you seeing a difference in, in people's health and their productivity with counseling and with nutrition and, and, you know, mindfulness? Are you seeing a difference? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think if you look at, at the big tech companies, I think if you look out on in California where everybody thinks this is all woo-woo stuff, and you look at the growth of you know Google and and different companies like that that offer a lot of mindfulness mindfulness training and search inside yourself and uh, you know Covey Seven Habits and places like that, people flock to those. They flock to those because once you've achieved a certain level in your career. You really, you really want to grow personally, so you want to work on yourself. 
And then the second component is you want to work on your relationships with others. So that's what work is all about. It's about creating that 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 harmony. And as a leader, the more you grow is putting that ego aside, learning to listen to others, um, you know, helping others do do better than they would have if you hadn't been there. So leadership, you know, recognizing the awesome burden that is in a company and not looking at it as like a, a, a you know, autocratic, authoritarian, militaristic type, type of thing, but, you know, a collaborative, um, almost like a conductor in an orchestra. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that kind of, of uh, obligation that we have to our team members to be kind and respectful and and help them. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm actually going to read in, in Paula's book, Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business. She has a chapter called Avoiding the Contaminated Culture, and she has 12 or 15 questions, which will tell you, you know, what are the things that if you do these things, you will have a culture that's not contaminated and working together. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be back with Paula A. Marshall, CEO of Bama Companies, right after the break, which is an international innovator of Baku products. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and we are talking to Paula A. Marshall, CEO of Bama Companies, which is an international innovator of bakery products. She's the author of five books, including The Soul of Big Business, Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business, which is what we're talking about next. Bama Companies makes all of the fast food desserts and apple pies and now biscuits for McDonald's and for Walmart and many fast food chains, and they are proud to say they're 80 years in business, over 80 years now. And they've had a working relationship with McDonald's for at least 30 years. And that's, that's really something to keep that relationship going. And part of the reason is a lot of the principles that are in this amazing book, Finding the Soul of Big Business. So, Paula, welcome back. And we're going to talk about a chapter in your book called Avoiding the Contaminated Culture. And I really love this. So here's what I want to tell you. Researcher, I'm reading this now, researcher, business leader, motivational speaker, and trainer Marcus Buckingham has been writing about the significance of employee job satisfaction for more than a decade. The responses to a 12-point questionnaire he developed decades ago as a senior researcher for Gallup organization gives us insight into how well a team or community in any organization will perform. Now, I want to tell you that Paula wrote this book in 2009. It's almost 10 years later now. And these principles are still so much in the forefront, and we need them now more than ever. So, okay, mm-hmm. Paula, here's, here's the first one. Number one, do I know what is expected of me at work? Talk about that. Well, how many of us uh, have come into a job, you know, day one, and they just point at something or they say, here, do this, and then, and then they walk away. So you really don't understand what part of the system you function, where do you, where, where does your work come from, where does your work go after you're done with it, and what happens to your work so that you know how important it is in the big picture. Because if I don't know how important it is, then I might, you know, not care if I'm not feeling good that day. I might push it a little bit, you know, quicker or a little slower. And if you don't understand where it's going, you you, you have a tendency to just, get into an abyss and not and not really know how you impact the quality of that organization. Right. If you don't have a path, then you're going to go off of it. Okay. Number exactly. two, do I have the materials and equipment that I need in order to do the work right? Now, you're in manufacturing, so that's critical. But talk about that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, how many times do we do we sit in a workplace and our materials are faulty, so our computer doesn't work, or we don't understand how to do a, mat- a spreadsheet, or we haven't had enough Excel training, or we're, um, you know, in an environment where, uh, you know, the, the, the equipment breaks all the time, there's no maintenance people around to help. There's, you know, so that that's what I'm referring to there when I talk about do I have the right materials and equipment? And a lot of times we don't set the stage for our team members to do good work because we give them faulty materials and faulty equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's absolutely critical. Right, and then, and then what happens? They either don't do it correctly or they get blamed for something that wasn't their fault. 
Yes. Right? They, most likely yeah. they're going to get blamed for not producing the amount of output that was requested. Mm-hmm. And no one comes down to look and see why they didn't produce the output. They just start, you know, yelling and tiring. So if yeah. someone in yeah. management actually led and they were actually beacons of light in the organization, they would come down and say, okay, this didn't work right all day. Let's fix it. Let's, so this person will get their output up if we fix the materials and the equipment. Yeah. So absolutely. it's about not blaming someone for not doing it. It's about coming out and learning what happened and expecting that they wanted to do it right, but that they but that something happened. So that's the other problem with management today is we don't expect that people want to do things right. So when things go wrong, we, we just automatically blame the team members thinking, oh, people yeah. are just so lazy today, they just don't yeah. care. Yeah. When really it was all of the ancillary parts of the process that the management people didn't yeah. put incorrectly they caused yeah. production that's know, so important but that's attitude that's management not you know understanding that's that there's leadership. more to this than <laughs> leadership exactly yeah exactly leadership wow, wow. that's so that's really a, a key issue number three at work do i have the opportunity to do what i do best every day well, number two tied into that, right? Having the right equipment and yeah. the right materials. And this one's about the passion of the person, Patricia. If someone's working in an area that they really don't like, like I'll give you an example. My son is working at Bama now, and we are trying to give him, you know, places all through the company so that he gets an understanding of what what the system is at Bama. And he really didn't like working behind the desk in quality assurance. Nothing against what they were doing, but he's just not a desk job guy. So he wanted quickly, after six months, to go back out to the plant and work with the people. And that's where he's happiest and that's where he does his best work is when he's able Mm. to influence our team members and help people and, you know, not sitting behind a desk and behind a cubicle. That wasn't, that wasn't for him. So he wasn't able to work at what he does best every day. Right. So again, that's management being able to see that maybe that job isn't suited for the person. Exactly. That, that this person is not doing good here, but rather than fire them, Let's look somewhere else in the organization that they could be successful. Yeah, Yeah, it's fabulous. All right, number four. In the past seven days, have I received recognition or praise for doing good work? That's an important one. Well, it's the least thought of management discipline. And it's one that's the the most important. Philip Crosby has a concept called the emotional bank account, and I love it because it's taught in Covey 7 Habits. The emotional bank account gets drained when people are constantly told no or uh, ignored, disrespected, how you answered them, if you're on your phone when someone's trying to talk to you, all these different types of things that take away from the bank account. What adds to the bank account are simple things like looking the person in the eye, smiling, shaking hands, thank you, appreciate you, can't believe you did this. I was just up on one of my production lines walking around the floor, shaking everybody's hand, thanking them for working in the last five weeks, Aww. you know, on all, on all the weekends and, and, and giving them a, you know, a big hug and a smile and saying, thank you so much. We really appreciate you guys. So it's wow. even something like that that doesn't cost mm. anything to do. 
Yeah, but I'd I'd love to know if I took a poll of CEOs, women and men, how many how many do that? What What do you think? Twenty percent, maybe five, ten percent. What do you think? Yeah, maybe twenty, <laughs> maybe twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just not done, a- Patricia. Just not. It's just not something people do or they they, they think about. But they don't understand how important it is, you know. I, and I've said this to people: just appreciate me. You know, and it, tell me that what I did meant something. And then I'll even go the extra mile. I don't know why people don't get that. It's so simple. Right? You, you go I, the extra really mile for people either. who appreciate you. Right. You know, it, it was it, just a quick aside. I have a friend who is a career coach. And, I mean, she gave me, she gave me some advice about something I was doing on social media because she's brilliant at it. And she really, I mean, it's something that she does in her work. And I said, you know, that was very kind of you because I know this is professional advice that you give. And she said, yeah, mm-hmm. she says, but you know something? When I was sick, you were the only person that came to see me. And that means something to me. So, and mm-hmm. I thought, wow. You know, when I didn't go for that reason, but she was very willing to help me in that respect because I was there for her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. And it's, it's, it's really something that doesn't cost a lot. It just takes a little time. Yeah. And it takes a yeah. desire. All right. Let's do um, one more, which is actually sort of tied into what we just said. We talked about receiving recognition or praise. The next one is, does my supervisor, number five, does my supervisor or someone at work seem to care about me as a person? Now, do you think that's similar for, I don't know, I guess it's not the same as just giving you recognition. No, it's not. Because, you know, people can walk by and high five and not really mean it. But when someone, you know, looks you in the eye, um, asks you how your family is, uh, you know, provides the kind of support, supportive culture that we have tried to provide here. So the actions and the words meet at, at, the, at the business. And, it, again, most of these things aren't very expensive, Patricia. It's not expensive to do these things that, that make people feel good about what they do. And, so, you know, just go, coming in and packing pies all day can become not fun. People can get disengaged. But yet when I know I'm going to my outreach meeting after my shift, even though it's going to take an hour, and I'm going to plan to feed those homeless people next weekend at the homeless shelter, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be baking cookies and making chicken and doing stuff, I get excited about that. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that people want and hunger for, is, is the time to be able to help others. Or the company allows time off to go and do things like that. Wow. In volunteerism, and, and they want to help. So, wow. you know, it's, wonderful? it's about allowing and putting the culture in place to allow mm-hmm. that to happen. Wow. All right. We're going to, when we come back, we're going to finish up. There are six or seven more things that, that if we do this, we will tell how well our team or community in our organization will perform. If you really pay attention to these things, and this is in Paula's book, Avoiding the Contaminated Culture and Really getting into a wonderful performing culture in her book, Finding the Soul of Big Business. My guest is Paula A. Marshall for the whole hour, CEO of Bama Companies, which is an innovative, international innovator of bakery products. We'll be right back. This is the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and I'm so happy to continue talking with my guest, Paula A. Marshall, CEO of Bama Companies, an international innovator of bakery products. They make the apple pies and fast food desserts for McDonald's and Walmart. They've been with McDonald's, providing them manufacturing and these wonderful products for over 30 years. It's been incredible, that relationship. And they have plants in China and in Poland and in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they're based. So, welcome back, Paula. And Thank we're talking you very about, much. We're talking about Paula's book, one of her five books, called Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business. And I always say, that's Paula. She wrote this book in 2009, and every principle is just as current today. And what we're talking about now are, are 12 points that really show us how well, if you can answer these questions, it'll tell you how well your team or your organization will perform. So... We've talked about what's expected of me at work and having the right materials and equipment. That Can you do your best every day at work? Are you getting recognition? Is your supervisor caring for you? Number six, Paula, is there someone at work who encourages my development? Talk about that because that's different. Yes, it's, it's part of, um, I think, ad- adopting, <coughs> excuse me, adopting a, a person at work who who's someone, I, I call a best friend, but it's someone who, you know, really takes an interest in you and really guides you and mentors you and coaches you. And, for example, in Bama, my son has a mentor, and they talk about a lot of things. And when he does something that's, that he shouldn't have done or when he does something wrong, he, you know, this, this person takes him off to the side they go quietly to have a coffee, and they sit down, and they and they talk about 
what happened, what was said. You know, so he's getting he's getting this coaching on the side. Wonderful. Which helps him realize where his potential lies and, and also, you know, he's able to talk to this person about future career aspirations, what he wants to do. And and it's a it's a mentor. It's someone who you know, coaches you and helps you. Someone of a, a certain, um, you know, stature in the organization that's not just there uh, because they have to be, but they're be- there with you because they want to be, and they and they realize helping you is a is a big huge uh, part of what they do. Yeah. So, and that that he has a place where he can also air his own feelings. That's so important. Yes. That's part of this too. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. All right. Number seven. At work, do my opinions seem to count? That's sort of what I just said, that he can express his feelings and that his opinions are valued and not shut down. That is a very, I mean, that, that's, you know, someone who's seeking out your opinions really wants to hear what you have to say, whether it's positive, positive or negative. One of the things we talk about at Bama is if you're hearing way too much positive, if you're seeing people and people are just, you know, smiling and high-fiving and all that, you're not digging deep enough. You're not yes, asking them yes. enough questions. You're not yeah. getting to the root cause. So you want to you want to listen. You want to you want to hear those those comments not only for the good, but also for the the places that you can improve. Because if they don't talk to you about where they can improve, then you can't improve it. So you don't exactly. want to just hear the positive things. You want to hear the negative right. things as well. Yes, understand. Right. So you can grow. Number eight. Does the mission or purpose of my company? make me feel that my job is important. That's a big one. Talk about that. Well, again, it kind of goes back to that. Am I connected to the mission? Do I know what's expected of me? Does someone care about me? Does someone recognize me? You know, all of these things are leading to the same place where we're trying to make sure that the individual does not disengage from the company and how people engage is they get involved, they get excited, they have a growth pattern, they are constantly challenged with new things, they're constantly talked to, they're constantly asked their opinion, they have a best friend at work, all these things are connectors of people to an organization. And if you don't have all of those, it's not a problem, but you need to have some of those in Absolutely. play, or you're going to have a lot of disengaged people. Right. All right. We've got just a couple minutes left, so I want to get through these four. Are my coworkers committed doing, to doing quality work? That can be an issue if your coworker is not, and it's like the bad apple in the group, you know, where you have a lot of people who are committed and then one person isn't. So speak to that for a minute. Yeah, you know, commitment is, again, one of those kind of psychological human touch points that is hard to put your finger on sometimes. Sometimes people don't have a passion for that job. Sometimes people have a passion, but they don't have the ability to do it. So part of the leader's obligation to those people is to dig in, talk to them, seek to understand why they're not able to be a functioning part of the team. Mm -hmm. And to be explained to 
what is the goal of the team? What's your role within the team? Why it's so important for you to come to the meetings with your work done, with your assignments done? Right. You can't just sit back and expect that people who are coming to the to a meeting without mm-hmm. having done all of their all of their work. You can't just assume that it's because they're lazy. There might exactly. be a whole lot of other factors going on that if you dig into to a conversation with them, you will find that they really were trying to do mm-hmm. it, but maybe they weren't able to for some reason. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going to put the last two together. This one is, do I have a best friend at work? And that's helpful, right? Just in terms of having somebody that you can talk to. Yes. Yeah. So best friend is important. These last two that's I'm going to put together. Important. Go ahead. Pardon? Yeah, I mean, the best friend is the coach and the mentor and someone who takes an interest. Right, right. All right, these last two, Paula. In the we past love six our months, best friends. All right, in the past six months, has someone at work talked to me about my progress? And in the past year, have I had opportunities to learn and grow? So we've just got two minutes left. So push the, put those two together. Well, learning and growing and talking about your progress is really important. It's one of the it's one of the things that people really need to understand. So, I not only need to understand where I am today and what my today means to the work the work process, but where would I like to go? You know, and what would I like to be doing? What let me look around and see what all the opportunities are. Mm-hmm. I may want to move from this department to this department. I may have a better fit going from a day shift to a night shift. I mean, there's all kinds of needs that people have. And so if you have that opportunity to discuss that with people that you work with, then mm-hmm. it's all it's all something that Wonderful. you know, you, makes you feel that someone cares about you and makes you okay. more engaged in the workplace. All right. And on that note, we're going to close. It's just been wonderful, Paula. Paula A. Marshall, the author of Finding the Soul of Big Business, CEO of Bama Companies, an innovator of bakery products around the world. They work with McDonald's and Walmart. And talk about finding the SOUL of big business. Paula has done it. Paula, thanks so much for being on the program. Thank you. Yeah, it was wonderful. Stay on the line just for a second. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, uh, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. And you can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. You can get a copy of my newsletter, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Just write to me. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.